What is a summertime patriot? Y'all heard me use this term many times. A summertime patriot is someone who is willing to stand up for what's right and willing to take pride in their nation and stand for the rights and liberties and freedoms that we were granted just because we were born here. When it's easy. When it's popular. When it's fun. When it's cool. There are people that talk a good talk, but they do not walk a walk. When shit gets hard, they run. When it's time to make that hard call and say that hard thing. Well, it's don't rock a boat, don't cause drama. Well, surely it can't be that bad. Well, come on. They'll be better than that, won't they? And they sit there and they do nothing. And we've all been guilty of it for far too long. It's how we got to this particular part. Wake up! These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this time of crisis shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands by deserves the love and thanks of men and women. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What obtained too cheap we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. We seek fellow winter soldiers because unlike the sunshine patriots, we stand by our country. Through thick and thin, doing whatever it takes to serve it, including exposing the crimes of those in government, in order to steer it back to the right track. Let it be told that in the depth of winter, when nothing but hope and virtue could survive, that the city and the country, alarmed at one common danger, came forth to meet and to repulse it. The term winter soldier is contrast of the summer patriot, who deserted at Valley Ford because things got hard. We were drawing the blood red line, have to be the winter soldiers now. We could be quiet. We could comply and live peaceful lives, but we feel because of what threatens this country, the medical tyranny, the silencing of dissenting voices, not from foreign nations, but our own government, it is why we must speak and stand. Remember the final line of the declaration that we mutually pledged each other, our lives, our fortunes, and our secret honor. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It must be fought for, protected, for if trouble must come, let it come in our time, so that our children can live. After you. Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tube. And today we're going to talk about climate emergency, tyranny, and the war. So, what war? Oh, well, we'll get to that. Let's talk about the importance, well... The, the stuff at home first. All right. So the first topic is climate emergency. So people always ask me, Odin, how do you know when it's time to bug out? Well, the general rule of thumb is that anytime the government, specifically the executive branch by themselves, decides they want to pull an Eisenhower type move and use extra constitutional powers that's usually the time you probably want to get the fuck out of Dodge. Just say. Or or stand up, either or. You know, one or the other at this point, because they're not going to leave you alone. you got so, two choices, step up or bend over. Yeah. 
So PADs are Presidential Executive Action Directives. There has never been one that has been leaked, ever. That's how top secret they are. They were created during the Eisenhower administration in response to Russia's nuclear uh, stockpile and the Cold War. Uh, they guaranteed continuity uh, continuity of government. However, we don't have to quite go to that level. Uh, when a president declares a national emergency right, of any type, they have, they are given powers. Abraham Lincoln, you know, the suspension of, uh, uh, habeas Pot corpus. yeah, habeas corpus, uh, um, the, de the interment of Japanese and German, uh, descended Americans during World War II, um, the, uh, many executive orders that say all of these things work against us. They all sit here and they get to that point where it's just like, you know, um, I, I don't think you should get that power. Uh, it gives them essentially the power to bypass Congress and the Supreme Court and let him do whatever he wants. But I know what you're thinking. Oh, surely he's not capable of that. That he's not um, cognizant of that fact that he's there's no way you know maybe the powers behind him can prepare for this and nope 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 and and, and I'm about to sit here and and show you two clips uh, I'm going to show you the long one first and then the shorter one which really highlights what I want to say climate change is literally an existential threat to our nation and to the world so my message today is this since Congress is not acting as it should, and these guys here are, but we're not getting many Republican votes, this is an emergency, an emergency. And I will, I will look at it that way. I said last week, and I'll say it again loud and clear. As president, I'll use my executive powers to combat climate, the climate crisis in the absence of congressional action, notwithstanding their incredible action. And now we'll do the second one. Climate change is an emergency, and in the coming weeks, I'm going to use the power I have as president to turn these words into formal, official government actions through the appropriate proclamations, executive orders, and regulatory power that a president possesses. He more than what you possess. He just said the quiet part out loud. Let me play that again for those in the audience who weren't paying attention. You know, because a lot of times when you hear Biden, you just want to put cotton in your ears and pretend that he's not saying anything. But here. Climate change is an emergency. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to use the power I have as president to turn these words into formal, official government actions through the appropriate proclamations, executive orders, and regulatory power that the president possesses. One more clip. Okay. This one isn't Biden. So pay attention to this. And lastly, it's a driver of actual missions because uh, climate change uh, creates uh, instability, which creates insecurity in some places, and you can end up, the, the, the fighting in Syria uh, started really as a result of a drought. Um, and so there's, uh, there's a, it, it can actually drive military missions and, and, and force the military to become involved in places and at times uh, where they wouldn't have had, had to otherwise. A war is coming. 
That that that's basically what he said. Climate change causes wars, and because we're in a climate emergency. But wait, there's more. Not only is he going to declare a national emergency about climate crisis, he's also been tasked by the Democrats to add on a national emergency for women's abortive rights. Yes, a national emergency so that they can kill children. Wait, it's superseding the fucking Supreme Court decision. Yep. Oh, but don't worry. They're already passing a bill, or they have introduced a bill that will increase four more seats to the Supreme Court. But it's not just uh, in case you think, oh, United States is the worst. It's not just the United States. Here, allow me to show you what happened since we're getting rid of these world leaders who are supposedly part of the new world order. Let me make one thing abundantly clear. You can cheer that the head of Italy, the head of France, the head of UK, the head of all of these other countries are, are being told to step down or are stepping down. But there, if you go look specifically in the race, that is, uh, if you look specifically in the race for the people that are running for Great Britain, they're all World Economic Forum people. And here's why that matters. Let me throw this clip up here. And uh, we'll see here. Shush. I want to read it to you. The United Nations is announcing that Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and the UN General Secretary Antonio Guterres have signed an agreement to accelerate Agenda 2030. Just in time for the new UK Prime Minister to be installed. But we'll let him say something of the World Economic Forum will sign will witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding on a strategic partnership between the UN and the World Economic Forum which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda so that's the setup they're going, they're going to use these powers to sit here and just just an example of what President Potato will will have the ability to do. Stop all drilling. Not just the leases, not just make it uncomfortable, not just find them. Stop all drilling. Stop all exports and imports of said fuel, of all oil. It, stop the drilling and research of new uh, oil in the United States. So get rid of fracking, get rid of the pipelines, get rid of the offshore drilling, all of it gone. Gone. All of it gone. Just turn it off. He has the ability to sit here and intern you. He has the ability to confiscate your firearms. He has the ability to sit here and relocate you into FEMA camps. I mean, uh, uh, um, no, fuck it, FEMA camps. They, they have the ability to sit here and starve you, to confiscate your food, to confiscate your farms, to confiscate all of this stuff. And if you don't think it's coming, just a second, I'm going to sit here and bring this up. Now, I know that we're a uh, an audio podcast, so I'm going to read you exactly what came in the mail with a buddy of mine in the N New South Wales. So, yes, it is Australia. However, this I want you to sit here and pay very close attention. Huh? Is this the one that you sent in chat earlier? That one? Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. 
I've seen yep. something very similar to this because they can't see it. I've seen this when they did when they were talking to the farmers here. They had a there was a group of they're, farmers that they're cut trying down all their to alfalfa. they're trying to buy them out in the UK in the Netherlands. They're offering to give you a one time lump sum payment to get out of farming. The letter that I'm referencing is a letter that was sent to my buddy in New South Wales. The council that they have wanted a list of every animal that they owned. They're also interested in any type of vegetation, agricultural use, the number of breeding cows, the number of everything. They don't want this so they can sit here and go, well, you know, it's just the census. They want this so that they know where the shit is. They want this so that when it comes time to shut everybody up, this is how they're going to do it. So. Let's bring it back to the United States. Oh, I can't do that because we have guns. Really? So if you have paid attention to social media at all today, you have seen a certain ring video. I'm only going to show you a minute of it because I think it covers the important stuff. And then we'll talk about it afterwards. This is the tyranny that's coming. This was in Maryland. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all, I'm, all I'm doing is verifying that, look, verifying that you have it. You got two different purchases. Okay. If you have them, I'm out of here. That's how quick it is. Yeah. You have them with you by any chance? Are they? If, you, get, if you can unload them and bring them out, or you can go out to your foyer here, check them out by number, serial number, and we're out of here. Like this? Yep. That's it. It'll take five seconds. The reason we're out here is we're obviously gun violence. It's, it's been an uptick, so we want to make sure we've been having a lot of issues with straw purchases. So one of the one of the things we indicators that we get is somebody makes it a large gun purchase. And then a lot of times we've been there and like, oh, those guns got taken. We're like, so, so the, the idea is when you purchase more than two guns at a time, it generates a, a multiple sale report. Lies. To us and we have to check them out. Lies. That's all that is. You did nothing wrong. Did absolutely zero. Uh, I noticed that you were stopped in Philly, though, right, with one of your guns? All right. So, so uh, let, let's break this down just step by step there are two atf agents and state and a state police officer they came to this man's house without a warrant to ask him to show his guns so they could verify the serial numbers this is why gun registration is dangerous they knew exactly what type of guns he bought they knew exactly who had them the type the serial numbers, everything. And I know, I know, I'm going to get some bullshit fucking empty-headed sheep motherfucker listening to this episode that's going to say, go, but if you haven't done anything wrong, there's nothing to be afraid of. It doesn't fucking matter. A constitutional right, an actual fucking right, not this abortion bleeding heart bullshit, an actual constitutional right, says shall not be infringed i don't give a fuck no warrant go the fuck home get off of my property as a matter of fact better yet as soon as you open that door i know i know some police officers as soon as you open that door they're gonna put their foot in that fucking door so that you can't close the door on them just don't answer the door here's the rule of thumb that any lawyer and any honest police officer and sheriff will tell you don't ever fucking talk to the cops as a matter of fact in this situation don't even open the fucking door the fact that this dude has a ring camera and could have talked to them through that should have been enough but 
No warrant, no entry, period. I ain't got to show you shit. Everything that they're saying, and they're trying to push him. Look, they're pushing the time restraint. It's just that quick. You haven't done anything wrong. Yo, anytime you buy two or more weapons, they sit here that triggers an alert. Bullshit. But, yo, it'll just take five seconds. Just bring them out. Can I point out that he says, well, if you buy multiple guns, we're doing this. Hey, by the way, at the very end, he goes, I, I saw you were pulled over with one of your guns in Philly. I'm like, okay, so there's a time gap there. <laughs> it's not like you just purchased them and then they, they you got a ticket. Right? Right. There, right. There's a time gap. They knew. They already knew. What they're doing is they're, they're doing the same thing like you mentioned earlier. I went and I went to, to digging into it. I've got a couple of friends that are state troopers here in Kentucky. And they've actually also started looking at people who have purchased either ammunition or holsters. Yeah. Yeah. That came out just the other day that they're running, that the ATF is running checks on holsters. Why? So that even if you say, hey, I lost it on a boating accident. Hey, I sold the gun. Oh, really? Our records show that you recently bought a holster or you built your own firearm. You 3D printed a firearm and then you get a holster because of course you want to carry it because it's bad as shit, right? That you made your own gun. Well, now they know what type of gun you have because they know what type of holsters you have. Congratulations. You played yourself. But let's let's talk about the glaring idiocy of this whole situation. This dude opens the door. Now, it doesn't show it in this particular clip, but he did provide the guns so that they could check out the serial numbers. And a lot of people say, see, that's how it should have went. He brings them out. They show them. I suggest you read the history history of Austria in 1938. I suggest you learn history. They registered all the guns because if something bad happened, they and this is exactly what they said, that they sit here, and if I have to go find the kitty video, I'll go do that, uh, the, the woman from Austria. Right? I'll go find her video if I have to and play it on another uh, podcast episode. But listen. Listen closely to what they said. If some with the rising gun violence, we just want to make sure those who have guns are supposed to have them. Or those who have guns are supposed yeah, are supposed to have them. The guy brings them out. Now, no offense. Now, this could just be me because I'm a little anti-government, especially the unconstitutional ATF, right? But the last time the ATF wanted to see somebody's guns was a little compound in Waco, Texas. Texas. So they brought in tanks. They want you to bring your guns out. Yes, please go inside your house, grab your guns, and then walk towards the door at me. I promise I won't shoot you. You know what bothers me? I know I'm I'm not. I'm not military, so I'm not law enforcement, so everybody gives shit whenever I make a statement like this, but OBSEC would tell me right off the bat, the only reason they want to know what I have is because they want to know what house to look out for. Well, not only that, well, not only that, but look at that. You have three people standing there. They're all spread apart, and they're all wearing tactical gear. Yeah, but what I notice is that uh, you'll notice there's just clean line of fire from all of them. Yeah. 
they have a list touched, of I, I, everything I, he bought. I'd have never touched. And here's maybe again, you know, I'm anti-government. I don't like certain things that I would have told him. I was like, okay, come back with a piece of paper that says I have to show you. Come back with a fucking warrant. Now, the see, last time I checked, last time I checked, this is still America, and I still have the right to my own privacy. I don't have to tell you a goddamn thing. Am I being accused of a fucking crime? No. Then fuck off. Fair. This is all true statements. Oh, yes, yeah, you, all of what, it is you know what's funny to me? They're, they're like, yeah, yeah, well, we want to keep the hands uh, out of the hands of the criminals. Fast and furious. That's all I got to say. Fast and fucking furious. Really? You got to keep it out of the hands of the fucking criminals? Okay, sure. You know what? Chicago. Let's talk about Chirac for a second. Chirac has more murders with firearms than any other city in the United States, and they have some of the strictest rules in the fucking United States, in the fucking world when it comes to goddamn gun control. Does it keep the criminals from having guns? No. All you're doing is making criminals of law-abiding citizens or removing the ability for law-abiding citizens to protect themselves. If the only reason that a government wants to stop you from defending yourself is because they want to do something that you are going to want to shoot them for. Well, Fuck off. Wake I, up. I, I look at it this way. Hi. Um, I, I, I know that you probably don't pay attention to the news, but I, I want to say I want to bring up the, uh, the attempted mass shooting in Indiana Mall and how one man 22 years old, from 40 feet away, within 15 seconds of the shooting started, put this dude down. He fired 10 rounds, hit him with eight, and ended it. Versus 400 law enforcement officers in Uvalde who stood around jacking each other the fuck off while they listened to children die. Now, for those of you who say, go, well, that's not the entire story. You're kind of breaking it down a lot. Okay, I, I get it. But I want to remind you, since all of my Texas listeners and all of my Texas friends are so fucking uh, pro-Texas that it fucking you can see the sheen on their fucking body of how much they love to masturbate about how awesome Texas is. All right. Let me, let me explain something to you. There were double the number of people that stood at the Alamo. In that fucking school. You know, the Alamo. The thing that they sit here and resisted the Mexicans with less than 200 people for 13 fucking days. What was it? Uh, is it Matt's all right? Is that his name? <laughs> yeah. I love that dude. Now, there are some things politically I don't agree with him on, and there's some things that he says back and forth that annoy me, but he said something the other day that had me fucking rolling. He goes, oh, thank God y'all got fucking brown pants. <laughs> like, Fair. Apparently one shooter scared 400. Y'all remember your cops, right? Did you get trained? Did you remember to bring your firearm? Oh, shit. It's safer to be the target than the victim. What's going on here, guys? Good thing you brought fucking brown pants. Well, you know what? It, it, it's sad. People tell us all the time, and, and this is the one I like to use, and people look at me weird and go, that's not, that's not apples to apples. Like, yeah, no, it's actually a lot worse. You uh, you have a fire extinguisher in your house, Pops? Oh, uh, yeah. Why? You have the fire department. Because where I live, they're all fucking volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fucking fair. <laughs> Same here, but but you, you get the point, though. It's like, like yeah, well, no, you, you should be prepared. You should have a first aid kit. Why? We have an ambulance. Yeah, but you should still be prepared. 
He's like, well, why'd you have a gun? Because I, I, I should still be prepared. No, you should trust the police. You mean the same police you want to disband? The same police you want to disarm? The same. Police that reminds me. I forgot that story. But I'm going to tell you the greatest story about police officers and the absolute fuckery that is the United States. Specifically California. Ready? California. Oh, specifically, California. specifically LAPD is in the whole defund the police phase, right? Right, 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 right. Well, they realized that some of them, they because they're reinstituting the mask mandate in California. Big fucking surprise, right? But right. hold on, wait, wait, wait. It gets better. So they need officers for that. And then they realize that they need to also fund police officers to be water police. To go around and make sure people aren't watering the fucking lawn on the wrong goddamn day. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> to make sure that people don't wash their goddamn car? Are you fucking nuts? Let's so, stop so, so, so let me get this straight. If I go into a mall in, in L.A., and as long as I steal less than $950, you can't come after me. If... If I kill unborn children, it's totally cool. If if I sit here and I drive too fast, as a matter of fact, two weeks ago, Cal L.A. opened up a brand new bridge. They have had street takeovers every goddamn night from people out doing donuts. They spent half a billion dollars so that people could spin around and do fucking donuts on the goddamn bridge. They have had to repaint it, resurface it, and clean it almost every night since they opened the fucking thing. Good. Because there's no cops. Now they have this thing called flash mob looting. <laughs> I remember when flash mobs used to be, you know, a guy getting up there doing a silly song or a silly dance and then the whole mall coming in. Now it's just, hey, yeah, let's go rob this place. <laughs> and what's funny is you get people in some group. Uh, you get people in the group who go in, and on the way in, people go, what are you doing? It was a flash bomb loot. So all of these people who weren't even involved are now running into the mall. So is it $950 per person, per event, per day, per store, you know, per store, per person, per store, per event? You know, there, there's so many rules and regulations I don't know. But luckily, you know, luckily... Uh, San Francisco has their poop app. So, you know, you know where the, the poop is. And they basically just turned San Francisco into the poop emoji. Just, you know. Let's be honest. If, if you've ever seen that map, if you zoom out even a little bit, it just turns into one giant red dot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But you know what bothers me, though? The brown dot. I saw a video on TikTok the other day, and uh, it was about the, the looting and stuff. And it's this old couple that has a convenience store, and they're just crying because there's nothing they can fucking do. Nope. They, they've lost everything. You can't even there defend were, your own property anymore. There was a video today that I saw as I was flipping through the news and flipping through Twitter and all of the shit that I do to get ready for the podcast episodes, right? Where there was a man inside of the store of a, I want to say it was a liquor store, right? Uh, a liquor store who sit here and there was a guy outside with his gun pulled facing into the, the store 
while there was another one in the store shooing all of the people out. And as they came out, he made sure that the one outside made sure that they dropped their stuff, put their hands in the air, and then sent them off. We have un, unregulated crime. But what is in the national news? Washington, D.C. and New York City mayors are complaining because they have 2,000 illegal immigrants who are putting attacks on their system. Guess what? Fuck off. Fuck all the way off. I hope you get fucking herpes and die, you sons of bitches. Because let's let's put it this way. You didn't give a fuck the fact that we've already crossed 250,000 fucking illegal immigrants on the southern border. Those poor border towns don't have half of your goddamn budget are getting overrun. Not a fucking thing was said. Nobody fucking gave a shit. No peep from the fucking liberal mayors anywhere else. But as soon as you get 2,000, oh my God, it's a crisis. Something must be done. What are we going to do? And by the way, New York City, you're a fucking lying piece of shit. Texas said that they didn't send anybody to New York City, simply Washington, D.C. Arizona, same thing. Florida sent them to fucking Delaware. Joe Biden's home. And fucking Martha's Vineyard, because that shit is fucking funny, and only Florida man can pull that shit off. I'm just saying. That type of comedic humor, right? That's fucking gold. To send them there, none of them are going to New York City. All of the, all of the governors who talked about that, none of them. None. So fuck it. I say bring it on. Fuck it, Civil War. Let's go. Not that it's going to fucking matter. Because, uh... Oh, go ahead. Say it doesn't matter at this point. We've become so overrun with brown shirts that it will never it will never matter. The only way is to reset it. Purge. You know, so, we used to laugh. We used to laugh about that. And say it was funny. That was an overreaction. Nope. I don't think it's enough. Nope. So let's let's talk about a little bit about the climate emergency. You know, what they're saying and all of the panic. You know, when I was growing up, if it was hot, you know, you had, uh, it was called the summertime. And they would put (laughs) the little numbers that said this is how hot it was. Now it's this thermal imaging. This is what hell looks like. It's all evil reds and dark reds and purples. And so... Uh, allow me to sit here and tell you that they are fucking lying to you saying that this is the hottest it's ever been. There are pictures that have been scrubbed off the internet, but people are still posting them, right, of Arizona back in 1990s that hit 122 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-mm-mm. There were pictures from 1983 of Texas hitting 118 degrees. I'm not even going to go to Las Vegas because the last time I stepped foot in Las Vegas was 126 degrees and fucking I felt like I was in an oven. So listen, listen to me. They are lying to you purposely trying to get you scared. When they sit here and they open a news report in the UK with, well, it's finally happened. The runways have melted. Really, bitch? Really? Do you have now? I get it. It, it. Normally, normally the UK doesn't get that hot, but it is not. If you instead of looking at one or two spaces, 
right? And I wonder how much your heat maps are off because you fucking, your government has decided that they didn't want to pay attention to the environment properly and maintain it. So they let it go and fucking burn because they have an agenda. How much do you think your heat maps are off because, oh, I don't know, your fucking country's on fire. You think that might affect the temperature just a wee bit? Fire's hot. Do you think it could be the fact that last year, as an act of God, we had over 60 volcanoes erupt at the same fucking time? You don't think that might have had a little effect? Let, let's put it this way. Do you realize that a a uh, Mount St. Helens event puts more toxins into the air than all of human population does in 100 years per day? Per fucking day. Spare me your shit. Spare me what you fucking think. It's fucking summer. It's supposed to be hot, bitch. And the places that it's not hot, it's raining. Global warming, global warming, global warming. If you honestly believed in sea change rise, then the fact that all of the rich fuckers who believe in global warming shouldn't be flying around on their private jets and they sure as fuck shouldn't be buying houses on the fucking beach. Every time that I sit here and have to listen to some bullshit, brain-headed, empty fucking, uh, what is it that you call them? Pablum puking automaton fucking tell me about the goddamn environment. They got to that conference on a private fucking jet. Suck my dick. Period. Fuck off. I don't give a shit. You want to sit here and tell me that, you, you know, that I should suffer. That you have the balls to be elected the head of this of this country or part of the cabinet. And tell me that I'm supposed to suffer over fucking gas prices because, A, we need to sit here and protect Ukraine. And then when that doesn't fucking work and I tell you that you're all a bunch of fucking child pedophiles fucking making illegal shit in fucking Ukraine, then you say, oh, but it's the climate, it's the climate, it's the climate. As a matter of fact, Project Veritas just released a video that said when COVID went down and the war hysteria went down, that was already their backup plan, was to sit here and scare you with the environment. Go fucking look that shit up. They are intentionally trying to cause you to be afraid. Oh, by the way, don't forget, there's a new variant of COVID. That ninja, they're gonna have to lock the down ninja. for. <laughs> uh, the ninja. <laughs> it, it's not the ninja anymore. They they actually gave it an official name. I'm fucking oh. calling it ninja. I don't give a fuck. The ninja because it doesn't actually fucking exist and disappears when convenient, so they can suck my dick again. But anyhow, so let, let's talk about this climate emergency. It's fucking summer, guys. It's always hot. If you live in the South, if you look at the maps, right? If you look at the entire map of the United States, fuck, let's look at the whole map in on the world and take all of the different temperature readings and average it out. Guess what it does? It means it's the exact same fucking temperature that it's always been on average. Not to mention the fact that the sun has more effect on the United on, on the planet than anywhere else, right? And if you don't think that there's some shady shit with our own government, do I need to sit here and go get the picture where they talk about weather modification again? 
it's still active until October 23rd. Just let that sink in. Our own government admits that they manipulate the weather. That they have little boxes blocked up in the sky that says you can't fly here because we're manipulating the motherfucking weather. Just let that sink in. That they sit here and they are, they have admitted that chemtrails are real. Admitted it. And nobody paid attention. The only people that paid attention were the people who were looking for it in the first place. Same thing with the whole, the government just decided that they're going to start a a separate branch for UFOs and aliens. Uh, their oh, own little space force. Their own little department. No, no, no. Oh hold my on. God! It's the fucking X Files. What the hell? Department of National Intelligence is now going to have have its own little branch of, and I forget what it's called. I think it's called Alf Arp or Arp or something like that. Anyhow, it's A A R. Wait, no, that's the old organization. A A P R. Whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? I don't. But so. They see her and they have this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever. So, but check this out. Do you realize that the people that we have full sanctions on uh, Biden after being turned down with Saudi Arabia went to go ask Iran for oil? We have our own. Why? Hold on. We're giving them money and allowing them to buy a nuclear weapon so that we can have oil from Iran, who is an actual state sponsor of terror. While at the same time, we're now up to 6 million barrels of oil from our own reserve that we have sent to China. But let's talk about the war, shall we? Since we have jumped out of the United States on how fucking we are here, let's go talk about the war. The United States has decided, you know, uh, we had talked about how, uh, and I don't know if we talked about it on the episode, but we we talked about how the United States is giving weapons to Ukraine and Ukraine is going to use them on right. Crimea. Or they the used them on Crimea. Yeah. They did it the again. One thing. They did it again. Oh, wait, not only did they do it again, but they hit a Russian munitions depot. So... Russia decides, you know what? We're going to fucking target the HIMAR system. We're going to retaliate. Great. They took out two of them. What does the United States do? Okay, I guess well, well, yeah, it was a good run. Nope, nope, nope. Fuck that. We're not. We're going to give them another couple billion dollars. Plus, we gave them four more HIMAR systems. If I was going to try to provoke Russia to attack me, I don't think I could do a better job than there. At all. But wait, it gets better. And my Christian friends, I want you to pay very close attention to the countries mentioned in Ezekiel 38. Russia, Syria, Iran, and Turkey have all met together. Or Sorry, it's Iran, Turkey, and Russia was the photo op, but Syria is already one of the partners, right? They met together in fucking Iran. This is the war of Gog and Magog. It's fucking biblical, guys. Even if you don't believe in the Bible I and you don't care about the prophecy, even if you're a fucking pagan, I need you to understand 
these people coming together is bad. <laughs> okay, I, let, let, let me speak to the pagans for a second. Pagans, I, I understand y'all don't believe in the Bible, but you have to admit that's an old fucking book, and the fact that those countries getting together didn't end well in that book either? It sure as hell ain't gonna fucking end well here. Well, here's why you should really pay attention to Ezekiel 38. At no other point in history have those three countries been together. Usually there is a faction, one of them or two of them, that are outside of different factions, so they've never work together we literally they literally have come together for the first time in fucking history first time ever and i have questions it's fuck america so so using this piece of knowledge with what's happening on the united states here's what i predict they're no. going to make what? This isn't in the book, is it? No, I ju it just came to me while I was dozing a little earlier. Never mind, too late. All right, carry on. <laughs> so here's what's going to happen. They're going to make it so uncomfortable in the United States that we're going to have some sort of civil conflict. And uh, whether it be China or Russia, somebody's going to take us out militarily after we have taken ourselves out in, in conflict. They're going to harvest the, the riches. Then they're going to go take out the only other thorn in Iran's side, and that is Israel. They're going to literally reenact the War of Gog and Magog from Ezekiel 38. And if you doubt that fact, just remember the Euphrates River is starting to run dry. Also biblical. I need a drink. <laughs> so, when they sit here and they say, hey, Pops, how do you know when it's time to bug out? Now. <laughs> hey, guys. Listen yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> do you need an elephant dick up the ass? <laughs> no reach around, no lube? Or is this good enough? Now, officially, Biden has not made any executive orders yet or announcements in, in terms of what the specific orders are. So there. There's still time, but he says in the next couple of weeks. Now, you know what? You know what worries me? Sure. What worries me is some moron is going to get the bright idea that if he just does something, this will all go away. And what's going to end up happening is there will be a knee jerk reaction. And we'll I know down. what you're thinking. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me after everything that's been happening over the last couple months, the fact that people are willing to picket and and literally attempt to kill a Supreme Court justice. No, you're going to tell me. Hold on, I have a story. I wasn't oh. going to include it, but now I have to. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I sense a disturbance in the force and went with it. Hold on. But tell me, Boston high school teachers teach newly immigrated students that physical violence and political assassinations are a legitimate form of resisting oppression. 
I have multiple articles about that. Uh, let me go pull the other one. Maybe the headline is a little better tasting than that one. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Boston cool School suggests assassination is just part of resisting oppression. No, no, that was, that was no better. Not at all. Uh, let's see. When children are being encouraged to view assassination as a legitimate form of resistance, we've entered in some very, very dangerous territory. So, for the record, I would like it known. I would like it known that I did not bring up this topic. He did it. Great. I'm going to get fucking blamed for it. You were going to get blamed for it anyhow, but generally when it, the fact that I already had those articles pulled up and it's not <laughs> technically all your fault. I mean, I kind of did bring it up kind of, but you, you know how my brain works and usually the, the proper groundwork. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. But no, think about it though. Like I, I got to thinking about it earlier today. I was, I was sitting there thinking, it's like you, we've had the shooting. No one's talking about the one in, in Indiana because that doesn't match. No one's talking about the fact that, you know, some moron actually thought about assassinating, got to the, you know, he was carrying a weapon up to the, the justice's house. Right. Well, what they say? Talk, nobody wants to talk about it. And he even told the police right off the bat. He says, when they asked him what he was going to do, is I'm going to go kill this justice. Yeah, uh, or the fact that 35 percent of Democrats say that political affiliate or uh, political assassination is is legitimate. Right? How is that? How has it ever been legitimate? It's never been legitimate. All right. Let me read part of this article. Ready? Okay. Teachers are instructors in humanities from ninth to 10th grade students, specifically those new to the country. You want to know from where? El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, the Dominican Republic, China, and Haiti. One part of the curriculum speaks about notes and assignments around oppression, resistance, and narrative structure. The first page of the worksheet identifies three types of, uh, of oppression as institutional, interpersonal, and internalized, and then lists examples of each. One example of oppression at the institutional level is identified as, oh, you're going to love this one, Trump builds a wall on the border, so it is harder for Latinos to enter the United States. Students in the course were then asked to list different forms of oppression and advise what they felt was the level of resistance for each act of oppression. In the worksheet that was provided, 11 different types of resistances are shown that are seemingly okay to employ for different types of oppression. The students who are taking the class are then supposed to fill out the blanks in the column that explains each form of resistance shown, institutional, interpersonal, and internalized. Alongside peaceful protest methods such as boycotts, sit-ins, and petitions, the worksheet also contains three images that appear to portray violent forms of revolt. Riots shown by masked protesters wearing all black throwing projectiles, including that what appears to be flares. Fights depicted by a cartoon image of two people brawling. And political assassinations known by, by an image of President Richard Nixon as a target of the crosshairs. While the teachers in this instance clearly believe that there is nothing wrong with the materials they're providing the students, the founders for Kids and Country, a teacher for 28 years, takes issue. The English language learners in the classroom are likely new immigrants to the country, coming to this country to experience freedom. Let me explain to you why. And I'm, I'm done with the article, so let me explain to you why. 
they understand that they've had your little crotch fruit for a while. They've indoctrinated your children. If you send your child to pri to public school at this point, you are responsible for the evil little shitheads that they are becoming. You were anyhow, but now it's abundantly clear you can't blame it on the teachers. You've been fucking warned. Right? If you sit here and and, and don't give me this, I, I am past the point of, well, I have to work. I have to sit here. No, you can find a fucking way. Just saying. So anyhow, so let's let's uh let's sit here and and they already have your children. But these new children from other countries, they haven't been radicalized. So they need to take the express lane. They're going to teach them about Antifa, Black Lives Matter, political assassinations right off the bat. Let's sit here and pound that shit into them right now. We need to make sure that we turn you're out taking, proper. You're taking children that have been in a third world, very violent upbringing. You're taking them, they come into America, you're teaching them that in order to keep the freedom that they have found, that they want, that, that they've desired, that the only way to do it is to fight the one thing that gives them freedom. But anyway, you're going to prep these, prime them, fill them full of hate and vitriol, and then set them loose and wonder why crime skyrockets. Exactly. They are literally, that, that, that's like a... But they want you disarmed. Arm them, but disarm me. Yeah, fuck you. Call me racist. Call me supremacist. Call me nationalist. I don't give a damn. America should always come first. This is the nation that we live in. This is the nation that gives us our freedom. This is us. And instead, we're giving it to everyone else and and, and saddling our own citizens to, to fork over the bill. We're, we're radicalizing them because... They're now second-rate citizens. You and me are second-rate citizens now. We were born here. You fought for this nation. Yeah. And we're second-rate citizens. Fuck it. Fuck them. It's time. Wait. I, I, have, I have a video for this. Okay. People that have gone out just... there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist? You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's fuck you war and with that Thank you for joining us on another episode of Witcher Skull Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tyr. And... Against all...